report a shot fired at officers trying to stop the vehicle. We have uh, one officer shot. We got shots fired. Satellite automatic firearm. Copy, covered. Shots fired. We have an active shooter. We have an active shooter inside the fairground. Now it's Shots Fired with your host, T.J. Kurgan, Dinah Death Milberg, and the lovely Crystal Powers. Come on, Fish. <laughs> we're supposed to get, when, when, when she's here, we're supposed to actually, like, announce it with, with some fanfare and some fervor. Oh, hold, hold on. I like that word fervor, by the way. Fervor. Fervor or fervor? V. Oh, that was loud. Yeah, for Burr. I'll take it. She does I like, like it. a superhero. Yeah. Or the Queen of England. Oh, nope. No? Nope. Okay. Well, welcome to another episode <laughs> of Shots Fired. Sorry, the association there, you know, with you, her. You don't do the Queen thing? Un- untimely death. Yeah. 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 And by untimely, I mean we were all kind of expecting it. What was she, 90s? <laughs> Been expecting it for quite some time. Is there any death that is timely? Hmm. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> timely. I mean, I, I guess if you're hoping someone passes and they pass, it'd be timely to you. But I'm saying some people are that that way. They 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 don't like other people and they they'd rather see them not here, right? Yeah. That's why we have this show because some people are murderous. See how I did that? That was good. <laughs> so welcome to another show. Shots fired. It's going to be a sh. I. T. Show today. See what I did there? <laughs> He's on a roll. Yeah. So uh, we're expecting Dinah Death Milberg to join us at some point, but. Uh, Is he r- riding his motorcycle? I, actually, I don't think so. I, I, I think since his accident, he hasn't uh, been riding. I don't know if that's a mandate from the wife, at least temporarily, or if it's the fact that he can't use his hand. It you was know, hard, I, can I just say mandates are entirely based upon whether you decide to recognize the authority. I, I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. Th- that's actually a really good point. That's a really good point. You know, I, and, and there's a lot of authority I don't recognize, including my wife's. <laughs> wow, just <laughs> under the bus. She doesn't listen to the show. It's oh, okay. Oh, oh, Somebody's going to snip this one. And <laughs> you better it. hope I never meet her. <laughs> Wait till you listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. This is a show about your constitutional rights. It's about self-defense. It's about the preservation of freedom, the Constitution, and, uh, and, and remaining above ground in the best way you can. And that is uh, keeping your wits about you, always having that head on a swivel, situational awareness, and then knowing what to do in the, in the face of a threat or the face of evil. I'm shaking my head because I was just thinking about something that happened to me recently where um, <clears throat> people were talking about situational awareness. Yeah. Getting into a car, and I remembered how mm, complacent I've become lately. Okay, tell me more. So you're getting in a car, and you... Oh, no, it just it was, it was just one of those... You guys, you and Alex talk about that so much as far as, like, being a soft target. Yeah. Is that the right... Yeah, it's okay, to, it's okay to have soft skin. But it's not okay to be a soft target. There you go. That's yeah. that's for the tactical moisturizer that you've yet to come out with. <laughs> tactical moisturizer. <laughs> that's another reason why my wife doesn't listen to this show. She's word averse, and the word moist makes her angry. <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah. Do you know anybody like that? No. There's. It's actually a thing. People. There are people out there that are word averse. Like and certain words drive them crazy. Like like and it's 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 like uh, nails on a chalkboard. 
just, I mean, the, to me, that nails on a chalkboard. I can't stand that, yeah. right? Um, but I can say the word moist all day long, and I guarantee you, I'm literally making someone angry out there right now every time I say it. Well, just say it one more time then. Moist. <laughs> <laughs> so situational awareness is very important, you know, and, and it's something that you, ah, it's so hard because everything in our lives is meant to distract us from the mundane life that we live as human beings. You know, the, the phone is the biggest culprit, you know, mm-hmm. think about how many times you see people or yourself walking in public, looking at your phone. I was, I am just as guilty. I, you know, I told you I almost got hit by a trash truck a couple weeks ago, right? <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that happened uh, as I was running. Now that wasn't because I was looking for my, at my phone, but it was because I was had my headphones on. So headphones can be another distraction that we have. Well, yeah, everybody's got their ear pods in. Yeah. And I mean, I love wearing my my headphones. It, 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 it helps me with my tinnitus and, you know, it, it, it makes me calm. And when I'm running, I typically listen to something motivational, whatever. But I didn't hear the truck and I, and I didn't look before I crossed the street. And I almost got splattered. But then the other day, I'm running again. Actually, I, I think I was walking at this point. Um, and, uh, and I was looking at my phone and I got sucked into social media while I was walking and I literally almost walked into a parked truck. <laughs> like, you know, you look up that last second, you're, whoa. And you're home, and then, then immediately you're like, did anybody see that? Is there anybody in their front yard? Did anybody see, you know, cause it, if somebody would have been videotaping, it would have been one of those reels or, or like a TikTok that goes totally viral because okay. it was just stupid. Have you seen, there's an account on Instagram called influencers in the wild. I have heard of that. Yes. It's, that sounds like exactly what you are referring to. Yeah. But usually oh, they're man. taking a picture of themselves when they walk in front of the bus or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Or doing some dumb dance. But you get sucked <laughs> into these things, whether it's your headphones, your ear, your, your ear pods, your, your phone, you know, and, the, and it's taking your senses away. Right. You know, they say don't text and drive. Well, everybody does that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, that's a whole nother story. I don't even mm. want to go there right now. <laughs> Um, but uh, it, you really shouldn't, when you're in a transitional space, you really shouldn't text then. You really shouldn't be looking at your phone then. You shouldn't be looking at social media then. And what I mean by transitional space, you've, we've talked about it before, it's anytime you're in a place where you're transitioning from one place to another place or one secure place or at least apparently secure place mm-hmm. to another place. Building so, to parking lot. Building to car. Parking the parking car. lot is the transitional space. Oh, the whole thing. The whole thing, you know. Oh. Um, you know, car to, uh, or, you know, when you pull in your, your driveway and you, you pull into the garage, the transitional space in that case is the garage. Right. Right. Um, now, there are, there's all kinds of techniques for all these things. Like in a, in a parking lot, for example, when you're pulling into the parking lot, um, you know, in, so let's say you're going shopping. Um, You want to be observing what's around you. Where are you parking? How close to the door is it? How lit is it? Who's around you? Blah, blah, blah. Kind of hard to do when you've got your keys and your smoothie in one hand. No, I'm talking about shopping bags. This is pulling into the (laughs) parking lot. Oh, 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 okay. And I'm going to, my first tip of the day for for all you ladies and and you guys out there that want to live the Jason Bourne life and and potentially extend that life a little bit. Um, is when you pull into that parking lot, not only have raised awareness and, and raised observancy, right? Kind of notating how many people you see, where you see them, where are they, how are they moving, blah, blah, blah. But when you park your car, you should back it in. Okay. 
You should back it in. Same thing in your garage. You should always back in. I am not, I don't do it 100% of the time, but I try to do it as much as possible. So, especially at night. I'm, let's use the word hypervigilant about um, driving my car anywhere remotely near my house in the driveway, out of the driveway. Um, since I have kids, that's a fear of mine mm-hmm. that I will run them over because I've heard some. Some stories. Yeah. It happens. Um, how? Uh, yeah, my neighbor backed over their dog. It was pretty sad. That's so sad. How do you, what's your, you still suggest backing <laughs> Yes. Yes, I do. Okay, Matter of fact. What's the backing you know, reasoning? M- modern vehicles have backup cameras that give you, and, and even more modern vehicles have the aerial three-dimensional camera oh, where you can yeah. see everything around you. Plus the car tells you if you're about to back in a little Stevie or Timmy or whoever, you know, the cat. <laughs> cats don't get you don't back you never hear anybody backing over a cat though because they're not stupid as soon as the car starts they're like don't go on you know little fido not so much mm-hmm. but anyway you back into the garage or you back into the parking space it's not it's for two reasons uh number one let's say you're at your home okay and you're backing into the garage right ambushes happen home invasion ambushes typically occur in the garage you pull into the house Somebody's waiting in the bushes. Mm-hmm. You pull into the garage, and when you pull straight into the garage, your headlights are against the front wall, <clears throat> and you know you pull in the garage. You don't necessarily put the garage door down right away because you know you don't want to die of carbon monoxide inhalation. So you mm-hmm. turn off the car. You get out of the car. <clears throat> now, when you open the door, and your car is pulled in the garage, uh, and you open that door, typically there's a wall there or a refrigerator or something that your door almost opens into. Right. Right. And that puts your door now between you and the entrance to your house and leaves you exposed your rear flank open, right? So that person coming from outside the garage Mm -hmm. in, straight bum rushing you, you have nowhere to go. You can't get into the car. You could try to get back in the car, but he's going to be in that door jam quickly and he's going to, and he will keep you from closing that door. Did you just assume it's gender? Yes, I assumed it's gender. (laughs) Most most attackers, you know, on an ambush situation are going to be males. Yeah, Yeah. I'm going to say that. Yeah. Um, Did we just run out of time? I think we did. So we'll talk about more about why you should back into the garage when we come back just after this. All right. So we were talking about transitional spaces and hyper vigilance. Alertness and, and why you should back into your situ- situational awareness. Situation. So yes, we were talking about backing into your garage mm-hmm. again. Uh, you see a lot of these videos, especially from these third world countries, which you can learn a lot from third world countries because this country is com- becoming one very quickly. So when you look at those videos from like Mexico and stuff and Venezuela, you're just like, well, that's going to be this place real soon. Espe- I, it's going to be Illinois in January. Can I just say it real quick? I'm pretty sure it was Brazil. They passed a law saying that you are allowed to murder, kill, intentionally end the life of uh, motorcyclists who are trying to rob you. Oh, I I thought you were going to say like lane split because that's I think that should be legal. Um, I'm just kidding. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I do think lane splitting should be legal. I'm just joking. I I just decided to ruffle the feathers of every biker listening to the show. (laughs) Um, Anyway, there's, so following that notification, there was a bunch of videos of people being robbed by motorcyclists Uh and then seconds later, just so promptly being dispatched, 
Oh, dirt napped. Yes. Brazilian dirt napped. Just completely ran over. Nice. Like launched into the air. So it was, let me, so, yeah. But let me ask you. So so this law in Brazil, this is the kind of things liberals do. So you, it's okay to murder whack someone if they're trying to rob you on a motorcycle. But if they pull up on li- in like a Hyundai, you can't shoot them? You know, I don't think I'm knowledgeable enough. To what if it's an electric vehicle? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, apparently it's such a problem that, like, well, that's, can you that's the thing that's in, in a, these third world countries: <laughs> robbery, crazy. rape, kidnapping, sex trafficking, home invasion, yeah, murder of all kinds. It, you know, it becomes a very normal, prevalent thing, mm-hmm. um, and that's what's happening here in the in the United States, right before our eyes. It is literally becoming a third world country, one blue state at a time. Now, with that being said. These things happen in red states, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're pulling into your home, your garage is a transitional space. And when you pull in like a normal human being, drive straight into the garage, you are putting yourself at risk to ambush. It's a dangerous situation because the way your door opens up, it creates a lane. It creates a blockage. You now have nowhere to go. And when the bad guy comes for you from the back of the vehicle, from the rear, he can get to that door jam before you can get it closed and he can keep you from closing it, okay? Whereas if you head backed in, all right, number one, when you make that three-point turn to to position yourself for the back end, do your, a nice your, little scan. your headlights do a full scan of the area. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, when you back in, uh, you know, you, you are looking ahead, right? So somebody tries to ambush you from the front, what do you do? Run them over? Exactly. You put, you move that gear <laughs> I didn't know selector. If that was the wrong answer. No, or that not. was definitely the right That's answer. That's just my first inclination. <laughs> you move the gear selector to drive, and you just drive over them because a vehicle step on it is the best self defense weapon ever made. If you're in it, and it's and it's mobile, you know. even if it's a smart car. Absolutely, <laughs> a zero to sixty time on a smart car is going to be pretty good when you know when you're taking out somebody's knees. <laughs> So by backing in, you're putting yourself in a position to escape, evade, defend, and let's say the ambush comes after you've begun to exit the vehicle. The vehicle's now off, okay? But it's pointed the out, you know, out of the garage. The door is open in front of you now. Uh-huh. You now have the door between you and the attacker, right? Right. And now you have the leverage. Now you have the shield, and you can buy that time to get to the other door, which is the safety and security of the inside of your house, hopefully quickly enough, or deploy a weapon in, in, in most cases. I mean, you know, we, the other thing we say on the show is to always be armed, right? Yep. And then be trained on how to use it. But typically the using of a weapon in self-defense is secondary to some other initial action that buys you the time to use it. Right. Right. And so by backing into the garage, you, you solve that problem. Um, one thing you don't want to do, though, you know, is, and this is a real story. Uh-oh. My wife and I are pulling into, pulling into the garage, and pulling into the driveway, and, uh, and I'm driving a G-Wagon, you know, a fancy Jeep, right? It's got a big tire hanging off the back of it and whatever, real, real tall back end. Mm-hmm. And uh, so my wife, I didn't know, but she pushed the button to open the garage door as we were coming around the corner, right? Mm-hmm. And so I do my three-point turn, and I begin to get lined up to back into the garage, and I look in the rearview mirror and I see the garage doors closed and I hit that button. But what I did was I actually hurt. She had hit it. The garage door was going up. Mm-hmm. And when I hit it, it stopped the garage door. Right. In the halfway up position. Right. And then I backed into oh. it. I backed right into the garage door with my G wagon. Yeah. 
because you couldn't see it. The garage door was half up, and therefore you couldn't see because of the stupid little boxy window in the back of the G-Wagon. Yeah, they're not all that cracked up to be. I'm going to get rid of mine. Are yeah. you really? Yeah. It's, it's dumb. Really? Because yeah. that's on my list of vehicles, right next to a Humvee. It, one, it's one it's cool because it's <laughs> militant. It's cool because it makes cool noises when you shut the doors. It sounds like you're in a tank. Are the seats comfortable? The that's seats are incredibly comfortable. The, the headrest is literally the, the softest thing I've ever put my head on. Well, Does it like shove your head forward? Boobies. Because, <laughs> because modern cars, the headrests tend to like shove your head forward in this really unnatural yeah, posture. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't do that. But outside of that... It has no modern day features. It has no, none of the modern amenities. It doesn't handle really well. It doesn't ride really well, you know, and, and, and for the money, it's just a status symbol. Well, yeah, yeah. Mercedes. I yeah. Mean. Well, what I'm saying is you can buy a Mercedes, uh, a, a different model of Mercedes for $100,000 less and have more car. You can, it'll be faster. It'll handle better. Uh, it probably has a better stereo system. It doesn't do, I'll tell you what. You know, if, if we're bitching about my G wagon really quick, you know this thing's got. You know how smart cars, when you when you touch the center line, they, they the steering wheel will vibrate. Mm -hmm. You know, or the car will gently turn back into the lane. Yeah, yeah. And all of my other Mercedes, I have five of them. All of my other Mercedes will literally drive themselves, right? Kind of like a smart car. Yeah. This G wagon, and it happens every day because you can't program it out. You have to remember to turn it off, and you only remember to turn it off when it happens. Literally, if you touch the center line or the shoulder line. This thing jams on the brakes and swerves so hard that it terrifies you. It and it, swerves? It swerves. <laughs> it literally, if, if you were on an icy road, you'd kill yourself. It's so dumb. I, it just totally ticks me off. Well, okay. Yeah. You're really crushing my dream here. Yeah. But how about that visibility? I ran into the garage door. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were talking about cats earlier, and, and uh, they're oh, smart enough go. to get away cars. We're going way off the reservation now. We went from, <laughs> the, gun, uh, we went from the garage to the G-Wagon to the cats. Okay, I, fish, I, let's I go. I rewound. Uh, <laughs> whenever I was a kid, my grandparents had a lot of cats that were, uh, like, out in the yard running loose. Feral? Not really feral. I mean, they, they, they were pets, and we fed them and stuff, but they lived outside. Purely and, outside cats. That's you know, <laughs> they, But they would get... Up in the motor, I've heard, of oh, a yeah. car and yeah. get chewed up. Especially in the wintertime because it's warm, yeah. So you got to watch out. The public service announcement for all of our cat friends, uh, you know, if you, <laughs> if you have cats running or hanging around your yard, you might yeah. want to make sure they're not up in your uh, motor. Yeah, I actually have that cat right now. We have a cat named uh, Salem that yeah. uh, is feral and uh, has decided that my house is where it lives. Is Salem a black cat? It is. It oh, is. neat. was named by That's my daughter. That's a cool, cool name. Thank you. Yeah. Black cats are cool. Yeah, uh, it, it, he, I think it's a he. I, I'm not a really good good at cat gender identification. Well, they're feral like that. You don't get close enough yeah, to check them out. You know, like, hey, can I, no. You work. know, I could never have a black cat. I just associate them with evil so much. I, you know, that's, well, you, it's You wouldn't in like there. my indoor cat then because his name's Spooky because he's a black cat and he always does black. that. He, oh, he literally cool. always does that arched back thing like you see on all the <laughs> Halloween <laughs> knickknacks. Oh, he's Literally, scared all yeah. the time. Yeah, he's always doing that. Well, another cat story real quick, and then I'll let you get back on track. But whenever we moved to a house, the cat that lived there with the former owners, uh, they'd, come and, they'd come and got him yeah. and, and took him home as they were moving their stuff out. And it was about three miles across town. I guess you know where this is going. A day later, the cat comes back. Oh, wow. It found he its way found home. found it. How? I saw a movie about that one How time. How do they do that? I think it was Disney. 
Sounds like a Disney movie. Yeah, was it, it about a cat or a cat dog? Cat and a dog that oh, find yeah. their way home. Yeah, I think yeah. something like Are that. Are you talking about Homeward Bound? Yes, I'm talking oh, about Homeward Bound. That was it. Okay, how did we get that? Okay, leave it to okay. me. Leave it to Fish. Do how it. can we go full circle here? Did the dog and the cat have good situational awareness in transitional spaces when they were going from, like, the woods to their home? Okay, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk, about, let's talk about your safety and security again. Let's go back to the car. You want to back in in parking lots, too, in, in regular parking lot spots. Now this is for a different reason because you don't you, you you are creating that similar security but not to the same effect because they can embrace you from the front or the back of the vehicle. But typically you back into the parking lot or into the parking space for when you leave, right? To be able to be in a better position to secure yourself getting into your vehicle and to be able to get away quicker if you need to. Makes sense. Yeah. So you gonna start backing your motorcycle in all your parking spots? I already do. <laughs> I noticed that you took my spot today. <laughs> it's my spot now. <laughs> you should have respected my authority. Who made this? I don't know. Respect my authority. That was the best. That was pretty good. You know, sometimes fish is on, sometimes he's not. Today he's got it going on. You know, I have a really hard time when people try to tell me things. Um, Imagine that. <laughs> when they have not established and earned my trust in um, their authority. Like, I have to give you the power. To, Sounds like you're talking about Dr. Fauci. Um, Do you respect his authority? No. No, I, I actually, I have never respected fewer people's authority. Okay. Which is very strange because you'd think that would come from somebody who is like a rebel or mm -hmm. whatever growing up. I was such I was such an obedient child. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was such a good kid. I believe that. And, and it's, you know, it's very strange to be in this place saying, you know, walking into a gas station when people are refusing to let my daughter use the bathroom. Uh, sorry, you have no authority over me because I'm not wearing a mask. Like, I just, I'm sorry. There's so few people now whose authority I respect. And that goes for... Um, organizations yeah. as well. Maybe I'm digging myself in a hole here. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. But I think Alex asked me yesterday on the show, has there ever been a point where I trusted the government in my life? Has there ever been a point where I trusted the government? And I, and I, had, and I thought about that. You know, because I've been, I've been around a long time. I've seen a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, not as much as some of these old heads, but, you know, been through a lot of phases. You know, from pre-9-11 to post-9-11 to right. COVID and all the crap, you know, the, you know, everything that we've lived through over the last couple decades. And, 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 I, and I, I don't think there's ever been a time that I truly, honestly trusted the government with anything. Matter of fact, I, I think, you know, how you're, you know how it's kind of a stupid irony that people that don't commit crime are scared of the police? Yes. You know, mm -hmm. like non-criminal, normal people are scared. You, your butt puckers when you see the cherries, <laughs> you know, mine doesn't anymore, but, it, you know, it, it used to. And, and that's very much the same thing. I've always had an unhealthy fear of the federal government doing something to me that I didn't deserve because there's so many history is just wrought with it. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, go back to long before this government ever existed. Look, go all the way back to Greek and Roman times and you name it. 
you know, Norse mythology, the government and any, any ruling power is always, is always bad and people, and they always take advantage of the people. Yep. You know? And so, yeah, there's absolutely no trust I have for, for the government, you know? I, I would say that I currently hold that same view. Um, although in the past I, I did not at all. I, I wouldn't say I worshiped it, but yeah, yeah. pretty darn close. I mean, at some point when I was a, when I was a police officer back when I was a popo, I might have been a little bit more of a bootlicker than I am now. Yeah. But that's because I was a member of the largest street gang in America. Yeah. The popo. They are the biggest gang, you know that, right? Yeah. They wear the same color, mm-hmm. blue, and uh, they carry guns. The guns give them the power. It's no different than a gang member. Yeah, not to mention the brotherhood yeah, aspect. Definitely a brotherhood. For sure. All, all of that. <laughs> hey, let's talk about, because whenever you're on the show, I always, I always love to talk a little bit about personal health and how we can improve that. You know, it's, it's not that we shouldn't trust the government. It's not just that we shouldn't, you know, back our cars into the garage. There's all kinds of other things we shouldn't trust, too. And, you know, and one of those things is corporate America. Corporate America, guess what? They run the government, right? And by by corporate America, I mean the pharmaceutical companies. I mean the big food companies. You didn't mean the corporation of America. No, no. I'm talking about the corporations that influence America. The ones that, you know, the the top of the oligarchy, you know. The corporatocracy? The Procter and Gambles and the... Mm -hmm. You know, the, the big ones that, that own everything, that own the McDonald's, that own the potato chip companies, that own everything, the soda companies. And the FDA. And the, and the FDA, yeah. Yeah. Minor details. So I'm, I'm, really, <laughs> I'm really excited. I got, I got a question, and then I want to brag about something. Well, other way around. I want to brag about something first. I ordered yesterday aluminum-free deodorant. Wow. I did. I did. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, it's awesome. I hope it works. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, one of my and and so did my son. So so even if it doesn't, even if it's too late for me, 48 years of putting heavy metals in my pits, you know, get it absorbed into my brain. Your body has a natural detoxification system. Aluminum is a little tougher. Yeah. It's one of those metals that's never supposed to be in contact with your body. But your body has ways of you just got to sweat a lot. Okay, well, I do that. Sweating, sweating on a daily basis is mandatory for me. I'm, I've gotten to the point now where it's a, it's an addiction. If I don't sweat, I feel really bad, and I'm starting to really wonder what I'm going to do this winter. I think I'm gonna buy a sauna. It's a good idea. Yeah, it's a very good idea. I really want one. You know, they're the best thing to cure a hangover too. I, I would probably be a bit more of an alcoholic if I have a, a sauna. So there is some downside <laughs> to it because it's so easy just to go in there, drink a gallon of water, sweat it out. You know, and then feel like a million dollars. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Going on hangover and no, sauna, I, that yeah. sounds oh, brutal. But it's the only, I hate hangovers, which is why I don't drink as much as I used to. Uh, but the sauna is the only cure, in my opinion, for a hangover. Sauna plus hydration plus greasy food. Ooh. Yeah. You need the greasy food, though, to, to absorb the alcohol. There's some sort of science behind that. Even, like, Jamie from Precision Fitness told me that. He's like, you know... When, when you do tie one on, the best thing you could do is eat a bunch of greasy crap. Because the oil goes into your blood and it... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's some sort of... We, we need to get him on again and ask him that question. Dilutes the alcohol? Let's get, let's get Jamie on and we'll do a whole show about hangovers. All right. We're going to have the most listeners ever on that show. <laughs> <laughs> so I got my, my aluminum-free deodorant coming. 
And uh, but here's a big question: I have been trying and trying and trying to reduce the amount of seed oils that I take into my body. Because I'm so proud of you. Seed oil is the devil, as you've taught us. You are on it. I'm trying, and the problem is what I have. What I've discovered is it's almost impossible. No, it's not. It's really hard, though. <laughs> okay. So my question today is: How can I find some good potato chips that don't have seed oil in them? Oh. Because I've, you, I've, even, even the potato <laughs> chips that are supposed to be good for you still have canola. sunflower seed oil, canola mm-hmm. oil, you know, some, and usually it's a combination of, of all of the, all of the above. So, you know, does anybody make good potato chips that are made in an oil that is non-toxic? I know of tortilla chips, but not potato chips. You're probably gonna have to make them yourself. Oh man, that sucks. Yeah. You like chips that, that much? Well, I mean, I do like to occasionally eat some potato chips. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I'm smash, smashing a bag of potato chips a day, but I like to dip them in some dip or something like that. I do like to tortilla chips as well. But you're saying, or is, is like a corn chip better than a potato chip? I, it's pretty negligible. It's, yeah. You know. Because corn chips are probably made with corn oil anyway. Um, well, you know, off the top of my head, I don't know. But I, I just about everything... That comes in a bag that's packaged has either added sugar or those funky oils in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I okay. know. It's one of those. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I'm getting ready to wrap up my semaglutide uh, prescription. So I'm going to be on to something new. Semaglutide is, is a, it's a diabetes injectable. Oh. It basically keeps your, uh, keeps your, your numbers in, in check, okay. but I, d- I don't have diabetes. So what it does for me is it helps me process sugar. It helps me reduce sugar cravings and it also helps me uh, keep the fat off. Oh, that's very yeah. interesting. What's that called again? Semaglutide. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I found um, that there's a very interesting correlation between the sugar that you intake mm-hmm. and the <clears throat> um, deficiency in B vitamins that a lot of people have. Yeah. And, um, the B vitamin deficiency that the government doesn't want you to know about? That uh, would be cured, probably. I'm going to use that term loosely. Mm-hmm. If you or most Americans ate a decent amount of red meat, yes. Were you here the day that Jamie from Precision Fitness was telling us that, the, that they removed the B vitamin um, numbers from the insurance-covered blood analysis? Because the government doesn't want people to know that they're deficient in their B vitamins. Yeah, it's super. Um, it's all just there's so many words Things that, that make you I go, can't say mm. on the radio. <laughs> uh, I was just reading the other day the um, the levels that are suggested for you to have adequate um, amounts of iodine in your body is just one fraction above making sure you don't have goiter. Like okay, the the levels that are recommended what, to you. What's a goiter? Goiter? Yeah, that's, I've heard that term. That's when you get oh. your uh, when your neck ne- is your super neck enlarged. Up. Okay, because mm-hmm. you're deficient in iodine. Okay. Um, yeah. So all these. Don't I didn't even know I had iodine. Oh. Is that really a thing? Yeah. Huh. You know how you see it on salt, like iodized salt. Oh yeah. 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 So what does iodine do for me? Um, you know, I probably couldn't tell you, but I know there's like. Copper and manganese and magnesium and uh, calcium. What are the big ones? Vitamin C. I don't. I don't actually 
encourage vitamin D supplementation mm -hmm. because I think people should get it from the sun and it's free. Yeah, my my uh, cardiologist has me, has me on one pill a week of to supplement D? the vitamin D. Yeah, fifty thousand milligrams. Oh, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, but I get all I get all the sun because I, I I work out outside every day. That's so good for you. Yeah, I'm so proud of you. It's awesome. You're making such good choices. Yeah, well, it's all part of living longer, which is what the show's all about. And keeping your wits about you. Yep. And we'll be back for the final segment, and there's still no Dynadeth Milberg here. It's another thing you can't do these days because of all the additives. What's that? I won't say. We were talking about something else. I made a joke <laughs> off the air. It doesn't matter if it's made by the cartel or the pharmaceutical companies. It's all bad for you. Okay. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Avocados, oh, okay. of course. Yep. Have you That's ever snorted an avocado? Definitely no. no. I've never snorted anything. Not even, what is that pixie dust candy? <laughs> One time when I was a kid playing Miami Vice and, uh, you know, we were, I, I was really clever. You know, we were, in, we were playing guns. Back then we called it playing guns, uh -huh. right? And all of our guns looked real. They didn't have red tips on them, you uh -huh. know? And, uh, you know, I was always Crockett, right? I always made my buddy be Tubbs. <laughs> I don't know what the deal was. I never really liked Tubbs. He carried a thirty-eight, kind of like you. What's wrong with that? <laughs> I don't take as much offense to it as it sounds like, only because I really need to, yeah. Just, you need to step up to the semi-automatic game? I'm, I'm outgrowing the thirty-eight. I yeah. think. Yeah. So I guess I should get to the point of my story. So I made kilos of cocaine... But I was a child, so it wasn't real cocaine. It was just like, I think I, I, think I went and got uh, powdered sugar. It was you know, from your powdered sugar, the pixie dust comment. Uh -huh. So I put, put powdered sugar in Ziploc bags oh my. You know, from my mom's pantry. Wow. And then we, you know, we played guns, right? We played Miami Vice. And I remember at one point actually snorting the powdered sugar. <laughs> Worst decision I ever made as a child. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That's so special of you. You, you do really dumb things as a kid. I, uh, but I think that's how memories um, are made. Yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah. Because otherwise I probably wouldn't have remembered that day. Man, what a interesting. So I used to make tons <laughs> of bad decisions, especially about health and life, until I met you. Yeah, look at you. You've got your, your glass water bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Because so I don't want the plastic in me. So proud. But again, I'm 48 years old, so I've probably built up enough plastic in me that... You know, it's, it's probably too late for me. No, nope, never too late. Never too late? No. Mm -mm. Have you seen those videos of, like, 80-year-olds deadlifting? I have. Yeah. It's yeah. Never, never too late for anybody. Okay. Okay. Nothing's irreversible short of losing a limb. Yeah. Can't come back. That's interesting. <laughs> I mean, to think of how awesome the human body is and how you could do something horrible to yourself your whole life and to, be, and to finally just stop, like, smoking cigarettes or mm -hmm. something. And that your body can literally heal itself like it never even happened. I do you want to get me started? I'm yeah, I'm, I'm trying I'm, to. <laughs> I'm so I'm always in awe. People don't give their brain enough credit. Like you've got the world's most advanced supercomputer between your ears. Like just, just yeah, just think about that for a little while. Your brain is self-aware. How weird is that? Mm -hmm. That's so strange. And also, yes, we, we do heal our bodies. That's, yeah. and, and it does it for us. Like, we don't even have to think about it. Yeah, think or about, think about your liver. The fact it. that my liver is still there mm. blows me away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Because I, I did not make all these good decisions all my life, you know. It's yeah. been a constant progression to want to be a better me, well, you know. Most, most people just absolutely, what, uh, read this really great quote. It said, the uh, body that you have in your 20s is the body your parents gave you, and the body you have in your 40s is the body that you give yourself. Is that right? Yep. I like it. Yeah, very true. I'm a big believer, you know, uh, Pat McNamara, former Green Beret and bird watcher, yeah. He makes he does these uh, he does these uh, basic dude stuff videos on Instagram and you know he's a big big into working out and and, and self defense and stuff. Okay. T Mac is what he goes by, and uh, he uh, he made a comment a couple of weeks ago that stuck with me. He said that you know you live your life every day that if I could clone myself today, mm-hmm. I should be able me two days from now should be able to beat my clone's butt. So like if you clone yourself today. The, the me tomorrow should be able to beat the me today up. It should like be a it. constant progression of getting better, better at strength, better at speed, better at stamina, better at thinking, better at everything. You know, that's so hard to do because sometimes we get stuck in survival mode, mm-hmm. which is really, um, I guess, silly is the correct word because... Uh, you think of survival as running through the forest, running from lions with your arrow in your hand. Yeah. But nope, people get stuck mentally in survival mode. Is okay. it survival mode or <laughs> is it defeatism? Is it is it acceptance of of normalcy and a, and, a, and, a, and a lack of a desire for anything better? No, I think you're talking about something different. I When I say survival mode, I mean the mental places that we end up after being seeing trauma or being abused. Oh, or, okay. You know, mm-hmm. something that we all have a little bit of somehow, some way, some yeah, more than others. Some people get get stuck in it, you know, those cycles. And then, I mean, you have access to screens everywhere and you mm-hmm. have food and you have clothing and you have shelter, but you're somehow in survival mode because of stress, you know. So you go into survival mode and you stop striving to be better. Yeah, it's so easy to do that. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people do that subconsciously. Yeah. I would agree. I would agree. I think, that, you know. It, it's, I'm definitely among the minority. You would be among the minority, you know, as far as healthy, you know, ab, abstract thinking, you know, thinking for yourself, not being part of the, not being part of the, the whole, not being a sheep. I would imagine that most of our listeners are not sheep. They would not consider themselves sheep in any way, but they still do sheepish things. They still eat the food that the farmer gives them. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that this morning while preparing my breakfast because I don't always prepare my breakfast. Sometimes it's easier when I'm trying to get to the office to just grab something on the way. And there are literally only fast food places around my house. That is it. Yeah. No, I've, <laughs> I've had that problem many times. And, you know, where you, you want to eat something, especially when you're traveling. Yeah. And there's absolutely nothing healthy available within any, you know, within miles and miles of you. There's just no options. Yeah. And, and all the if little you don't restaurants. Prepare, it's. You know, the mom and pop restaurants that, that might actually offer something that's f- not going to, like, kill you. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all out of business because of COVID. So yeah. literally corporate America is running everything that goes into your body. In most cases, you have to it, it's like a it's like a fight and you have to stra- strategize on how to consume healthy food. Yep. That doesn't suck. Which is why off the <laughs> air we found that there are. Seed oil-free potato chips out there. Woohoo! Yeah, <laughs> so and we happy. are we are going to try them. There is a 
what was it? Coconut oil chips and yeah. avocado oil chips. Yeah, there were a couple. There were surprisingly a large number. Yeah, I'm. I'm I, you know what? I'm going to order I'm those happy. and I will bring them into the show and we will test them. I'm down. Yeah, I, I'm a my inner fat kid is really just. <laughs> Jumping up and down. We all have an inner fat kid. <laughs> my my inner fat kid was eating Reese's last night, but I only have a couple little little bitty ones. Uh, you know those don't do it for me. Yeah, I gotta have I gotta have a little bit of sugar every day, just you a know, little bit. If I eat more meat, I don't crave sugar. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, this has been another epic episode of Shots Fired, where we talked a lot and we said nothing, <laughs> but hopefully you learned something. You you said the quiet part out loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh sh- shoot. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll be back tomorrow. Not, I guess you won't be because you have things, you have better things to do. <laughs> Hopefully, Die to Death Milberger will be with me. And, uh, you know, even though it's a slow news day in the gun world, I'm kind of okay with that because it means that you have the same amount of rights today as you had yesterday. Hey, if you're, if you're in Illinois, get out now. The Purge begins January 2023.